Hey, I'm Dr. Michael Hunter, forensic pathologist from Autopsy, Reels Channel's medical mystery series on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to download the Podcast One app and subscribe. Then go to reels.com, that's R-E-E-L-Z.com, to find more programs like this one on Reels Channel. Hollywood mourning the loss of comedian and actor Bernie Mac. The 50-year-old funny man died Saturday at a Chicago hospital. Bernie Mac was one of the best-loved comedians of his generation. Bernie's influence in comedy in America is on a level like Richard Pryor. He rose from the streets of Chicago to become a major Hollywood star. He just shined like a diamond. He was able to battle his way to the top without compromising his style and became a father figure to millions of Americans. He wasn't fake. He gave part of himself. Bernie Mac was going to tell it like it T.I.E.L.S., like he said. <laughs> but in July 2008, at the height of his career, he was hospitalized with pneumonia. After three weeks in intensive care, he died at the age of 50. I mean, it's unbelievable that he died. He was one of the kings of comedy, and I really liked him. I love I was completely shocked. Just saw him not too long ago, and he was, you know, was telling me he was good. The official cause of Bernie's death was complications from pneumonia, and a statement released shortly after he died claimed that his death was not related to other health issues. But it's highly unusual for a healthy 50-year-old man to die from pneumonia. So I believe this report was not telling the whole story. Something else was going on with Bernie's body in the days leading up to his death. Dr. Michael Hunter is a world-renowned forensic pathologist. He's performed over 4,000 autopsies to investigate and reveal the cause of death. Today, he's the chief medical examiner in one of America's biggest cities. No autopsy was carried out on Bernie's body. So if I'm going to get to the truth of why this pneumonia became fatal, I'm going to have to evaluate all of the information available, including his accounts of his own life and the testimonies of those who knew him best. Friday, July 11th, 2008, Chicago, Illinois. Four weeks before his death, Bernie Mac is backstage at a fundraiser for Barack Obama. On the campaign trail to become president, Obama wants to impress the Chicago elite. So he invites Bernie to top the bill. Dr. Joe Goose, writer. They're both from a fairly similar part of Chicago at this point, not far from each other. One of these guys is about to be president, and Bernie Mac's about to be one of the hottest comedians in, in the world. Phil Seed. Musician and friend. Bernie, at that time, was at the top of his game. You know, everybody wanted a piece of Bernie. Everybody wanted Bernie in a movie, you know. So to have that, it had to be a thrill for Barack Obama. The 50-year-old family man has just completed shooting his latest movie, Old Dogs, with John Travolta and Robin Williams. And he's soon to return to L.A. to start work on a new TV show. In the weeks leading up to his death, his friends and family described Bernie as being in good health. And looking at pictures, 
He appears to be happy and relaxed, a man enjoying his success. But success for Bernie was a long and hard-fought struggle. He was born Bernard McCulloch in the Chicago neighborhood called Englewood in 1959. Growing up in a tough environment without a father, Bernie depended on his mom. She would drum into him lessons about survival, such as self-reliance and hard work. And Bernie would do anything to make his mom happy. Joe Torre, comedian. Well, everybody heard the story. I guess about what made Bernie want to be a comedian. Well, you know, he seen his mom crying. He couldn't make her laugh. He saw TV come on. Bill Cosby was on there, and she started. She was laughing, and then fire went off. Like, okay, well, I could do that. You know, make my mom laugh. You know, for the rest of her life. This thing clicks in his mind at the age of five, and and he sees this transformation that she that she undergoes, and he says, maybe you'll never cry again if I can make you laugh. It's a very incredible insight because at that point, he knows he wants to be a comedian. From friends in class to commuters on the L train, Bernie found laughter wherever he could. But he soon had a family of his own to support, as these photos show. Here with wife Rhonda and daughter Janice. He took a string of low-paid jobs: delivery driver, fish fryer. And laborer at a scrap metal yard. After work, he would perform his comedy routine at open mic nights in Chicago's downtown clubs. His path was so slow and so difficult and so painful and so full of failure. Worked his fingers to the bone during the day. Did comedy by night. Bernie was right there in front of your face. I mean, he was vulgar. He just gave his honest opinion on how he felt. Man, he wanted to make people laugh, and he was going to stand there and stare you down until you laughed. It was an uphill battle, I think. But Bernie had such a strong connection with the audience because they can identify with what he was saying. He just was able to put it in words that were funny. His big chance came when hip hop label Def Jam put together a national tour of the hottest urban comics. I ain't scared of you. Def Comedy Jam made him a household legend. By that next week, everybody all over the United States knew who Bernie Mac was. By the late '90s, Bernie was the biggest black comedian in the U.S. Selling out arenas on the Kings of Comedy tour, the reaction from his audience gave network executives at Fox the belief in Bernie as a primetime TV star. How you want your hair, baby? Pretty. <laughs> Pretty. His award-winning Bernie Mac show would run for five seasons. You know, Bernie Mac had the number one urban show on television, and he was, you know, he was the new father of America. Bernie's rise to success is a classic rags to riches story. He grew up in a tough environment, and when I look deeply into his background, I think I found something that could be of real significance. Bernie's mother died when he was just 16, and within the course of just a couple of years, his brother and his father were also dead. We know that Bernie died at a young age of 50. 
So is there a genetic link that can explain all of these deaths? August 1976, Chicago. Bernie's mom had been diagnosed with breast cancer. Over many months, he watched her grow thinner and weaker. But whenever he tried to discuss it, his mother would change the subject. She died while he was still at high school. A year after losing his mother, Bernie's older brother died suddenly of a heart attack. And a few years later, his estranged father died from kidney failure. There is no medical links in the deaths in Bernie's family. But I can't tell at this stage whether his own death was the result of an inherited condition. However, the loss of so many close family members raises the question of the emotional impact that these tragedies had on a young Bernie. The pain, you know, the losses, the things that he's seen, you know, growing up, uh, kind of kept him going. That's what you do as an entertainer, especially as a professional entertainer. You use all the pain and all the fuel that you have inside of you to, uh, to shape, you know, your, um, your character. To the show, we're gonna start the show. I'm your host here, the His mother has filled him with what he calls macisms. She gave him these little pieces of advice about self-reliance, about survival, about not giving up. And comedy becomes the thing that keeps him afloat during these really, really painful experiences that would have broken a lot of other people. But I think Bernie Mac's resilience is actually the key to his comedy. Reginald Bowman. Comedian, actor, and co-star. When Bill Cosby made his mother laugh, he felt that there's a lot of mothers out there that's not laughing, and, and, and he provided that for them. I'm starting to build a picture of a man who was devoted to making other people happy. But I wonder if his dedication to this cause led him to neglect his own well-being. July 17th, 2008. Bernie is feeling unwell. He pays a visit to his physician, complaining of tiredness and fever. The doctor advises Bernie to check himself into the hospital. In just three weeks, he'll be dead. World-renowned medical examiner Dr. Michael Hunter is investigating the death of stand-up comedy legend Bernie Mac. Three weeks before he died, Bernie admitted himself to a hospital with cold-like symptoms. I already know that Bernie spent many years pushing himself to achieve his goals. The strains of a career in entertainment has caused some comedians such as Richard Pryor and Robin Williams to live life to dangerous excess. So, could Bernie's death be related to an addiction that weakened his body? From the early 90s, Bernie was touring 48 weeks of the year. On weekends, he flew home to see his wife and daughter. But mostly, he lived his life on the road. Dr. Linda Papadopoulos. Psychologist. There's not a lot of consistency. You're sleeping in different places, you're eating in different places. And a lot of people find this really hard. 
in the um, music industry and you know comedians or actors will often turn to drugs and alcohol it's it's part of the lifestyle some of those clubs back in Chicago I mean it had to be you know gangbangers you know thugs you know it had to be you know drugs in the clubs that clientele of people was in there but Bernie wasn't a real big drinker I seen him maybe have a cigar and maybe a glass of wine, if that. I don't think that was in his DNA. When you have a limited amount of time to be somewhere and you have to be up and be at work in the morning, you don't have time for temptation. It's clear that Bernie did not have a problem with drugs or alcohol. On the contrary, it seems that he considered these distractions that could get in the way of what he considered to be truly important, success. However, Bernie did have one bad habit, smoking. Bernie started out with the occasional cigarette before or after a show. As the number of shows increased, so did his smoking. 1996. Bernie wakes up with an uncontrollable coughing fit. <laughs> Bernie's coughing could well have been from inflammation of the respiratory tract. And he himself claimed that this episode led him to give up smoking. However, after giving it up, there were still signs of respiratory problems. He was, you know, short-winded. You know, he couldn't really finish sentences, you know, without taking another breath. When he would talk, he would say, yeah, you know, and the breathe, you know, the breathing. So I knew it was some kind of respiratory problem. Despite his breathing difficulties, I can see from photographs that Bernie continued to smoke cigars up until the end of his life. You gotta have a niche. You gotta have something, you know. And uh, yeah, he loved his cigars. He was doing it, you know. In, you know, any chance he got all throughout the day. Your yeah, brain was cool, man. He was smooth with it, you know. You know, he, so I, I, I was like, man, you can't breathe, man. Why are you smoking them cigars, man? <laughs> doing real good, doing all over the place. Got, got plenty of money. Cigar was part of the Bernie Mac show. That cigar was part of his brand. It's kind of an affluent brand. It's kind of a. Uh, a man that made it, Brad. Bernie wasn't the first Hollywood star to smoke cigars, and he certainly won't be the last. But I'm not convinced that his breathing difficulties are solely down to smoking. We do know that Bernie's health problems were happening at the same time that he was becoming a Hollywood hot product. And the intense pressures from traveling and working all the time are likely to make any problems progressively worse. That man was a workaholic, man could go. And I think maybe he had a hard time resting. His work rate was really, to me, grueling. I mean, the way he used to work us out, I mean, we would have eight, nine-hour rehearsals. We'd go home, Bernie would have to go and either shoot a movie or do more shows. 
By the time he recorded the 100th episode of the Bernie Mac show, Bernie could no longer hide his breathing difficulties. We was doing the scene. Right after that, he had to go to the dressing room to get on oxygen because he couldn't breathe, you know. It was very hard to very hard to see because we used to sit around the table joke all the time, but you know he couldn't really do that because after every take he had you know go in, in into the dressing room get on the oxygen, you know. So we knew that it was something serious that you know it was out of his control. Bernie's problem breathing and his supplemental use of oxygen clearly indicate that he's been suffering for a long time. Looking further into the condition of his lungs, I've discovered something that takes my investigation into a whole different direction. Bernie made a statement back in February of 2005, claiming that he was living with a rare, mysterious respiratory illness. Could this be what killed him? Comedy legend Bernie Mac's life and career were cut short in 2008 in a Chicago hospital. Now, top medical examiner Dr. Michael Hunter has discovered a dramatic new line of investigation into the cause of death. I've discovered that in 2005, Bernie released a statement that he was suffering from the rare disease sarcoidosis. This is a condition that affects the body's immune system. In a healthy person, the body fights off infections by attacking them with white blood cells. But with sarcoidosis, the immune system goes into overdrive and attacks healthy tissues. It begins in the lungs, where these attacks form swellings called granulomas, and then can spread to other parts of the body, such as the skin and eyes. According to Bernie's statement, this condition wasn't something that he developed in his later years. He was diagnosed with this more than 20 years before. 1983, Chicago. 27-year-old Bernie was playing basketball with friends. Suddenly, he collapsed with a crippling tiredness that stopped him moving and rendered him breathless. It was after x-rays were taken of Bernie's lungs that the doctor found he had the disease. It's still unclear how this disease originates, but it's thought that people have a genetic predisposition to developing sarcoidosis. And for those with this tendency, its onset is triggered by environmental factors. And something from Bernie's memoirs makes me think that his sarcoidosis was triggered when he was just a teenager. After graduating high school, Bernie worked in a scrap metal yard. Spending the day shifting junk, Bernie would go home covered in metal dust. He later reflected on how breathing in this dust may have been harming his lungs. Any environment where you are breathing in certain types of dust over a long period of time can be hazardous. 
Metal dust in particular can lead to fibrosis or scarring of the lungs. But in Bernie's case, this prolonged exposure to dust could have been the trigger that started his sarcoidosis. We can never know for certain how Bernie developed this disease. But what we do know is this disease can flare up and then recede. It seems in the months prior to Bernie's death, his sarcoidosis had flared up, affecting his skin. July 17th, 2008, 1.30 p.m., three weeks before Bernie's death. Suffering from a fever, Bernie is advised by his physician to check himself into the hospital. But instead, he pays a visit to another clinic. He's not here for his flu symptoms. He's seeing his dermatologist and old friend, Dr. Rene Earls. I saw him a lot as a patient. Over time, we became uh, more than doctor-patient. We became friends. He was uh, very, very happy because he had a new show. And he was uh, scheduled to go start a new series. It's a regular appointment for Dr. Earls to treat skin lesions that have appeared on Bernie's body and neck. Sarcoidosis is a multiple system type of condition. Sarcoidosis manifests itself in the skin as sort of a growth. It's a little mountainous terrain with what used to be a flat terrain. Sometimes it causes itching, but sometimes it's barely noticeable. This is something that we had been doing for years. If you are in show business, if it's on your face, then of course that's a problem affecting your appearance. Although Bernie appeared to be having a flare-up before his death, the fact that he was being treated for his skin lesions tells me that he was actually managing his disease. And there's further evidence of this in recent images and footage of Bernie. It's clear that he's had a fluctuation in his weight, and it's mostly noticeable about his face. This is consistent with the side effects of a steroid used to control his disease, prednisone. He called me and told me that, oh, that he was doing great. He said, I played stickball in the streets. He expressed some surprise that his lung capacity was greater than he thought. And I can remember he made a baseball movie and he had to do some running. He was saying he ran up the stairs and he was able to do it. Over the years, Bernie's conditions sometimes improved, but it could also worsen, forcing him to cut back on some of his commitments. But the decision would never last long, as he explains in an interview. Quickly, I know you never have given up stand-up, but you're going back on the road next year, That's is that it. right? How many? Are you doing I'll like do a 40? 40, 40. Is that is that just kind of recharge the batteries? I've been so busy with the film and television, and once you commit yourself, you have to take one thing at a time. I like to really do it. I like to please the people. I don't want them to go back and say, Bernie Mac lost it. Then, in 2005, Bernie's publicist announced that his sarcoidosis had gone into remission. Given the all-clear, Bernie continued to work. That year, he made two big movies. 
Ocean's 12 with Brad Pitt and George Clooney, and Guess Who with Ashton Kutcher. There was a very interesting interview Bernie Mac did with one of the talk show hosts where he said, I'm thinking about slowing down, I have a boat, I have enough money, uh, maybe it's time to just retire and play golf. And Bernie was so far from doing that. And this is a guy that couldn't say no to opportunities. There was no finish line for Bernie Mac. Dr. Earls, Bernie's doctor. I don't recall any time that he couldn't or wouldn't go to work. When you get diagnosed with something like that, you don't know how much time you have. And maybe that was the sense of urgency he had in doing everything he did. He was going to grind, he was going to work as much as he could. Uh, that's how he started, and that's how he was going to finish. So, you know, no disease is going to stop him from working. So Bernie was managing his illness. Sarcoidosis is rarely fatal by itself. So I'll have to look elsewhere for the cause of death. July 17th, 2008, 3 p.m. Bernie's appointment to treat his skin lesions is not going according to plan. He just seemed a little tired and a little weak and not well. I made the immediate decision not to treat him. Dr. Earls gives Bernie some oxygen and lets him lie down on the couch to rest. He rested, he fell asleep a couple of hours and, you know, while breathing oxygen. I looked at him that couple of hours later. Clearly something was wrong. I was very concerned because he was obviously ill at that juncture. Bernie's breathing and heart rate are irregular. Dr. Earls calls Bernie's physician at Northwestern Hospital. He's told to send Bernie back to the hospital immediately. That morning, Bernie was complaining of flu-like symptoms, but it appears that his infection had gotten worse and it progressed into his lungs. 10 p.m., Northwestern Memorial Hospital. Doctors diagnose double pneumonia. Bernie is immediately admitted to the hospital's intensive care unit. If treated with antibiotics, a 50-year-old man should recover from a pneumonia within just a couple of days. And the earlier that treatment starts, the better the outcome is. But in Bernie's case, it appears that his pneumonia had already become critical. Doctors decide that Bernie's lungs aren't able to battle the condition on their own and put him on an artificial respirator. August 3rd, 2008. After two weeks in intensive care, Bernie's condition stabilizes. His press officer releases a statement announcing that the comedian is in the hospital with pneumonia. He's responding well to treatment and is expected to make a full recovery. Within a week, Bernie will be dead. Hey! 
Bernie Mac's sudden death on August 9th, 2008, sent shockwaves through the entertainment industry. I mean, it's unbelievable that he died. He was one of the kings of comedy, and I really liked him. It's sad that he died so young. I'm 39 and 50. You know, that's a young age, man. Now, world-renowned medical examiner Dr. Michael Hunter is studying Bernie's final moments to find out what went wrong. After Bernie was admitted to the hospital for pneumonia, we know that the doctors were able to stabilize his condition with the use of a ventilator. However, after two weeks, it became clear that Bernie was still not able to breathe on his own. Comedian Bernie Mac is said to be recovering from pneumonia at a Chicago hospital. According to his publicist, Mac's condition remains unchanged despite spending several days in treatment. If Bernie's pneumonia was responding to treatment, I need to know why he was still struggling. Bernie's previous history of sarcoidosis placed him at increased risk for developing pulmonary hypertension. And that's where the blood pressure rises in the arteries supplying the lungs. This is a serious medical condition because it can impair the ability of the heart to push blood through the lungs and to get oxygen throughout the body. This could explain his prolonged stay in the intensive care unit. August 3rd, 2008, five days before Bernie's death. Bernie remains under heavy sedation with the respirator intubated into his lungs. Doctors periodically bring him out of sedation for his own safety. He had round the clock treatment, but he wasn't able to talk because he was intubated. You see, he was in a, a respirator. It was uh, quite distressing. The ventilator is deeply uncomfortable. Bernie learns to communicate with his family by mouthing words. In Bernie's situation, there's not a lot that doctors can do other than wait for him to regain his strength. But it became clear that his condition was actually getting worse. Reports suggest that his lungs were working at only 50% capacity. The seriousness of his condition was quite clear. That decrease in the lung capacity is a very difficult circumstance to overcome. He seems to be going into some kind of failure. So his body is clearly in decline. And, and his wife is there and his daughter is there pleading with him to hang on. His wife, who's been his rock for his entire adult life, pleads with him, don't leave me, Bernie, hang on. I'm waiting for you to come back. And all he can do is shrug. And there's a kind of resignation in the shrug. While his wife, Rhonda, isn't looking, Bernie mouths the words to his daughter, Janice, I'm dead. Bernie knows what his body is telling him in that moment, and, and, and he knows it's the end. August 8th, 2008, the day before his death. 
Doctors are performing a routine procedure to replace Bernie's feeding tube when his body suddenly goes into cardiac arrest. Doctors work hard to resuscitate him. No Finally, they manage to get his heart beating again. Rhonda and Janice hope and pray that the man who overcame so many obstacles in his life will find the strength to defeat another. But Bernie's not out of danger. And less than an hour after his first cardiac arrest, Bernie's heart goes into seizure once again. At 2 a.m. on August 9th, 2008, Bernie Mac dies. Hollywood mourning the loss of comedian and actor Bernie Mac. The 50-year-old funny man died Saturday at a Chicago hospital. I was completely shocked because I just saw him not too long ago and he was, you know, was telling me he was, he was good. I think the loss was so unexpected and, and so cruel because this wasn't your traditional live fast, die young rock and roll death kind of thing. This was something very different. The report released after his death states that Bernie died of a heart attack, which was a complication in the treatment of his pneumonia. Bernie's sudden death was a shock to friends, family, and the world. But the report fails to explain why Bernie died from a condition that is rarely fatal in men of his age. In 2010, Bernie Mac's widow Rhonda sued Dr. Renee Earls for wrongful death. She alleged that Dr. Earls kept Bernie at his clinic for nine hours instead of calling an ambulance. And as a result, Bernie suffered a series of health setbacks leading to his death three weeks later. He told me that he had a upper respiratory infection and he was treated by his doctor and he had told me he was given an injection maybe an hour before he saw me and he was going to be okay. If Bernie was given an injection at the hospital it was likely an antibiotic to treat his pneumonia. So I think Bernie and Dr. Earls did all they could to treat his condition. And in fact, the charges against Dr. Earls were later dropped by Bernie's family. So it's possible that the complications that led to Bernie's death occurred after he was admitted to the hospital. Bernie was on a ventilator for three weeks 
and that was essential to keeping him alive. But this also comes with risks. Patients in the intensive care unit are much more susceptible to developing MARSA. MARSA is methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus. It's a strain of bacteria that is resistant to normal antibiotics, which makes it very difficult to treat. Those particularly at risk are patients who are hooked up to invasive devices, such as ventilators. The tube provides a direct pathway for bacteria to enter into the lower lung. MARSA can cause a fatal pneumonia, and I believe Bernie developed this second strain while in the hospital. But I don't think that tells us the whole story of why Bernie died. After his death, Bernie's publicity agent stated that Bernie's history of sarcoidosis was not a contributing factor. However, I've discovered something that contradicts that statement. I believe his sarcoidosis was absolutely instrumental in his death. In the early hours of August 9th, 2008, Hollywood star Bernie Mac died of pneumonia while receiving hospital treatment. Now, world-renowned medical examiner Dr. Michael Hunter is pulling together the evidence to explain why Bernie failed to recover. The initial report released after Bernie's death states that sarcoidosis was not a contributing factor. But I believe just the opposite is the case. Although Bernie suffered from respiratory problems in his later years, in 2005, he reported that he was in remission. But sarcoidosis can appear to be in remission and then return suddenly with increased severity. If you really look at the content of Bernie's act, he talks about slowing down. He talks about losing his sexual energy. He talks about not being able to do the things he used to do. That was the genesis of, of his act. He talked about these things all the time. But I'm tired. My body weary. I can't, you know, I'm sick of sex. Why every time I come, no, I don't know about you. I, ain't gonna, I, can't, I can't do it like I used to. I used to be good. I ain't good like that no more. My quick, fast. My wife gonna tell him, I'm gonna get a young man, go get the mother. And although it was hilarious, it was really real. I think there was a very cruel twist of fate in Bernie's life, that the fact that he had worked for over 20 years trying to get where he was, and he has a few good years of success, and then his body begins to fail. You know, but we never really asked him about it. We never said anything about, you know, man, why your face puffy or something like that. You know, we just knew something was wrong. You know, he was showing you that I'm okay. Ain't nothing wrong with me. You know, I'm, I'm good. What's happening, little brother? I'm good. You know, I'm saying, what's up? You know, it was more of a, you know, of an assurance of I'm good. And he didn't want to believe it. He wanted to push it to the back and keep on working. And so I think probably there was a little cognitive dissonance in his mind at that point. This is real. This is happening. But wow, it took me a long time to get here. Now Dr. Hunter has found the final piece of evidence that reveals Bernie's cause of death. 
Bernie's sarcoidosis had flared up prior to his death, and he was seeking treatment for the skin lesions associated with the condition. It's alleged that shortly before his hospitalization, he had switched to a new medication. I found out that, my God, he'd seen another doctor during the time period that I had last seen him, and not only that, he was given some additional medications, all without my knowledge. According to Dr. Earls, Bernie may have been prescribed anti-tumor necrosis factor by another doctor. Tumor necrosis factor, or TNFs, are proteins in the body that regulate the immune cells. These proteins can be suppressed by anti-tumor necrosis factors, which decrease the amount of inflammation associated with the skin lesions. He had been on a medication which is potent, powerful, and has a great healing capacity, but for somebody who had a 50% lung capacity, it had the capability of causing adverse events. So this medication will inhibit the immune system. So the body will be less able to fight other infections that occur. If Bernie was taking this medication, then it was likely preventing his body from fighting the pneumonia. After examining all the evidence, Dr. Hunter can finally put together the story of Bernie Mac's final hours. Bernie Mac's years of living with sarcoidosis severely compromised his lungs. The weakened lungs made him vulnerable to respiratory tract infections such as pneumonia. In three weeks prior to his death, he developed a particularly aggressive strain of pneumonia. His immune system, suppressed by the medication he was taking, was unable to combat the initial infection. And this led to a pneumonia that ultimately caused him to be admitted to the ICU. Once in the hospital, his infection may have been responding to treatment, but being on the ventilator for three weeks put him at risk of developing a secondary infection. Bernie's immune system, worn down by his sarcoidosis medication, couldn't deal with it. The pneumonia in his lungs inhibited the distribution of oxygen throughout his body, including his heart, causing heart failure and ultimately death. So, Bernie's sarcoidosis is directly responsible for his death. But I also wonder whether it would have gotten so bad had he simply slowed down and worked less. He didn't think, is he going to kill him? He didn't think that. He didn't, you just thought, okay, he'd kick that too. I mean, you know, because Bernie thing was, kick it! <laughs> and, uh, you know, he fought, he fought, he fought. But, um, Sarkadosis won. Bernie loved it. He loved it. He loved it. He wanted it. He, he asked for it. And, you know, that could be a double-edged sword. You know, you love it so much that you could work your own self to death. You know what I mean? Bernard McCulloch's public memorial was held on August 16th, 2008, in Chicago's South Side, just a few blocks from where he grew up. 
Giants from the world of entertainment turned out to eulogize the loss of one of the kings of comedy. I remember Bernie as just a beautiful human being. Warm, witty, intelligent, caring. He cared for his family. He cared for others. And um, he was just a great person, really. His legacy will live on as one of the best comedians that the world ever had. He just left his genuineness, you know, on the world of comedy and on the world. I mean, because he was just plain raw funny. <laughs> he was funny. He was funny. What you remember as being good, said, you know, so, you know, that's the last thing you want to see. So when you get a memory, it's a smile. you enjoyed this episode of autopsy don't forget to subscribe at podcastone.com with the podcast one app or at apple podcasts then go to reels.com that's r-e-e-l-z.com for clips extras and more from the tv version of the series including reenactments and autopsy photos you'll only see on reels channel find reels on your tv at reels.com i'm dr michael hunter 